This is Joy Foster. I'm the founder of Tech Pixies. And Tech Pixies is all about upskilling women with modern technology like social media in order to return to work, change careers, or start a business. And if you haven't got it already, we've got a brand new book out. Uh, it is go.techpixies.com forward slash book. So definitely go check it out if you have not seen it before. Um, and today in this podcast, uh, I am excited to be interviewing one of our formidable alumni who uh, came in totally, uh, shall we say, and she can say it in her own words, hating social media. She can expand on that uh, to someone who's really become a social media guru in many senses of the word, especially with Instagram. So I'm delighted to have you here, Mikkel, and let's let's get started. Tell me, tell me about your journey to from hating social media to loving social media. How about that? That sounds like a good, place good to it's start. a good place to start, isn't it? So hi Joy, hi everyone. So yes, um, not so long ago, maybe about half a year ago, I, I hated social media. I, I really wanted to be born before the industrial revolution, never mind the digital revolution. I just I just like things to be green. I didn't like to look at screens. Um, and I was getting to the point where um, I started to, to uh, be interested in getting jobs and I just felt actually the younger generation would make much better employees than me. I didn't really understand how the world worked anymore. And so, you know, why, why would I be employed to kind of, you know, help, help move somebody's business forward? Um, and, I, and I was starting to, to realize that, you know, if you, if you don't embrace the age you're born into, then it, it will eventually kick your butt. And it was, it was starting to kick mine. And um, yeah, so, and when lockdown hit, I, um, I was like, right, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to see what I can do. And I, and I came across uh, Tech Pixies on Facebook and did the free, um, the free kind of one week course. And I was just utterly blown away by how much I got out of it, by how great you were, um, Joy. I think you were handling like hundreds and hundreds of people on that. Um, and it just, you know, I was just really wowed by you and by, and by what I got from it. We did... Um, we did one of these things that I'd done quite often before the wheel of life, but we did it in such a clever way that I just got some huge kind of parcel out of it that I'd never got out of it before. Um, and, and uh, yeah, and just the, the combination of getting my mindset into the right place as well as learning all this stuff meant that, you know, really quickly, I went from the person on the planet, you know, one of the people on the planet who knew the least about social media to, to being an expert. Like I literally, I now run Instagram courses. That's one of my favorite things. Um, I have an Instagram account that just exploded really, really quickly. So I, I, I got up to, I'm over 5,000 followers within about three and a half months. Um, I've done a lot, you know, of, of more learning because I just, I just love it now. I've, I fell in love with it. And um, I'm getting, um, I'm consulting with a brand about sponsorship as an influencer. I coach new social media managers to get new clients. I have my own community manager now who helps me with my community on my Instagram because it's just so busy. Um, I, today I've just been shared by a really big account. So I have a whole load of new followers coming my way, which is so exciting. And I'm coaching like a, a semi-famous chef to get her Instagram account really huge through lots of lives. Um, and then, yeah, the most fun thing I do at the moment, um, something I, you know, I really gained from Tech Pixies and want to pass on is just this championing of women and, and getting them to really step into um, their own empowerment. And, I, and so I run a, a coaching course, a six week group coaching course for, for just six women where we work together really, really strongly to, to leverage their Instagram accounts so they can become influencers or gain new clients and increase their income. So yeah, my my sister who I who I used to you know cry to when I was really struggling about getting a job because I was so un you know <laughs> incapable of understanding the modern world. You know, when I have a low day today, she just laughs and is like, "Remember the time when you thought, you know, that you just couldn't compete ever in this world?" Um, yeah, and so I just you know my own journey actually inspires me. Like I now know how much I'm capable of stepping forward into a space that I that I thought was like unavailable to me. I love that. Here's the thing I love about you. Okay. Let's, I, this is what I want people to understand. So I've been working with you uh, as well, helping you get your course off the ground and uh, you know, and, and you're now doing DCA with me and all that stuff. And, you know, I, 
one of the things I love about you is you take action, right? You know, you showed up for the free training. You did the, the, the wheel of life on steroids, which is what we like to call it. Like, you know, there's the wheel of life and then there's the tech fixies wheel of life, which is wheel of life on steroids. And then, you know, and then you did the course and then you just got out there and did it. And I'm not going to lie. I remember when you came on the course and you were interested in Instagram and you posted like your Instagram thing. And now Mikhail's great because she hasn't deleted it. Like, it's always really great to go and look back at people's original posts, like their very first posts, especially when they become big time, like Mikhail's becoming big time. So when they become big time, you kind of sometimes want to creep on their old stuff, right? So you go back to the very first post that Mikhail did. And I remember when she put, she put her account into the Facebook group and I remember going to it. And it's like this woman on the top of a cake with her legs <laughs> wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see her vagina and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like what is, what have we done? Who, who has come into the Tech Pixies world, right? Because like I am the prudest person you will ever meet. And that just pretty much like uh, got me going. So I was just like, oh my gosh, what, what have I got myself into? How am I going to help this person, right? You know, so that was what I was worried about. Now, as, as you will see, Mikhail, if you go to her um, Instagram account, so what's your Instagram account for everyone who's watching or listening? So, so my Instagram account is, uh, is the crumb crush. So crumb as in crumbs of a cake and crush as in crushing it in the kitchen. That's right. You're crushing it. I love it. So the crumb crush. So you can go, you can go and creep on her old stuff, but what she, <laughs> what she's done, it's transformed a little bit. So let's talk about, let's talk about when you started, how many followers you had on Instagram. So I, I, uh, I had uh, 170 followers when I started uh, the Tech Pixies course and our very first module was Instagram. And I just thought, you know, let's do it. Let's just do it. And so I, I you know, I just went for it. And, and my images before I, I'd used, I had an Instagram account. I posted maybe once every few months. And uh, as a disclaimer, the, the cake was also about a female empowerment thing. It was for a friend's book launch <laughs> that was for females, female sexual empowerment. <laughs> so that's why it was. I, I know. I'm just, you know, Denisha Melina Durbin, she's a friend of mine. And she is like all over female sexual empowerment. And I'm pretty sure if she spoke to me, she'd be like, Joy, you are the least sexually empowered woman I've ever met. But I think it's and actually you're right. It's an important thing to talk about. Right. And, and, and I actually. I, I love that you've left it up there. I think it's just so funny because when I saw it, I was just like, oh my, like what, what are we starting with, right? So I totally appreciate and love female empowerment and I, and I think women should embrace it. And I love the women in my life who do embrace it. So yeah. let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do know what you mean. Like, so I, I love also the fact that I, I, I um, when I do my course, I, sometimes I'll talk people through my account so they can see one of the fabulous things about Instagram is you can be real and you can grow while you're live on Instagram. And you know, the stuff recedes into the past, but it's fantastic to see someone's journey and to have people join you on your journey and not to worry too much about you know the perfection of it all um but yeah in doing in doing the tech pixies course um it was just amazing like i, I just want to talk about you know i i had two kind of um ways that the tech pixies transformed me and so one was just in my um you know, cap my capabilities and confidence uh, of, of having this, you know, becoming an online expert. But the second one is I, you know, had been doing my own, my own things. And then I had a, a period where I just couldn't really gather myself and be sure which direction I wanted to go in. And a lot of that was, it was literally because I didn't have the community around me that uh, really believed in me. And I have this amazing support network from the Tech Pixies now. So I have my gang who, you know, behind the scenes, they're the ones that I'm either, you know, publicly on the on the Facebook page going, oh, this is going on, or I'm calling or texting, you know, with whatever, whatever, whatever thing I need to kind of work through or stress through. Or, um, so just having that, that gang that really believes in me, but also having this group of peers for the first time I, I, who, who are really lifting me to the level that I want to be lifted to. So I, I really struggled to, to surround myself with um, people who are really wanting to step up in their lives, who are really wanting to move forward in their lives, who are, you know, authentic and genuine and, you know, have all the pitfalls and the foibles, but are, are really focused on taking big next steps. And so now I'm surrounded by them. Mm, and that's, uh, that's so important to find your community, find your tribe, as we like to say it, yeah. you know, of people who, you know, we say at Tech Pixies, it's the support of positive, authentic relationships with women who are keen to learn and want to be empowered. And that's what the word sparkle means, but it's really important because, you know, it's, it is about women wanting to be empowered and it's about wanting to be open to learning. 
And, you know, and I think what, for me, like I said, with you, you take action, you know, you, 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 you watch the module, you apply the module, you know, and then you're curious, you're like, okay, that works for me. Like what else can work for me? And you (laughs) go deeper because the whole point of Tech Pixies really is to make sure you have a very solid foundation. The idea behind a solid foundation is then you can build a house that doesn't blow over. Right. And that's what that's what matters to me is that when people come through the program, they've got everything they need to start on that journey to returning to work, changing careers or starting a business. Now, you're going to have to do other things like you've had to learn how to sell. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations about how to sell. Um, You've had to learn how to, you know, a coach. You've had to learn how to build something online. You've had to learn how to teach a concept, you know. So there's other things you've got to learn how to do. But what the whole point is. You can't do something in life unless you believe you can do it. And you do need people around you who can, who believe in you and who encourage you and, and, you know, and, and lift you up very often in our day-to-day life where we meet people who just literally live around us. You don't have a choice as to who those people are. Whereas when you choose to join a community, you're choosing to come into a community where you know that you're going to be supported and encouraged and, you know, and if you're having a bad day and you want to say that, guess what? No one's going to beat you down. Everyone's going to lift you up. You know, that's the whole point. So yeah. I think that community element, I appreciate that you said that about the community, because first of all, you're, you're an amazing member in our community. You're always um, answering, you know, questions and you're encouraging other people. Um, but you're also asking, you're asking higher level questions too, which gets, you know, everyone thinking and also sharing wins. You know, that's something that's very important is the sharing sharing of the wind. So when you started when you started posting, uh, you now you've got a secret hidden talent that you don't actually want to use for a career, but you have used it to leverage Instagram. So tell us yeah. about your your secret hidden oh. talent. So oh, so my secret hidden talent, the one which is not which is not so hidden <laughs> because it's all over my Instagram feed is uh, is well artistic baking, <laughs> creative baking. So I love using um, well I love baking anyway, um, and and partly that that's a, an offshoot of my love of community you know baking is such a fabulous community uh, thing to you know to gather community around you or to contribute to a community um but I particularly love using it as a as a medium of art so for me baking is this like um fabulous uh science project slash art art project that you can just really have so much so much fun with and and in a way it's quite an untapped medium so if I was a painter I'd probably find you know it a lot more challenging to to uh, do something completely unusual and completely different but with the medium of baking it's so much fun and I just really love um, playing with natural products so fruit things like that and I I absolutely I'm in love with color so my account is very very bright (laughs) Um, and just all the fun you can have you know um, the geometric shapes you can get out of rhubarb on a pie or the way you can shape pastry into a flower garden Um, I'm actually inspired by quite a few artists so sometimes I recreate their art Um, and what I what I try and do with my account or what I do do with my account and the feedback I get from my account is is um, inspire inspire people so again you know help people really lift the game of what they can do at home and also show that actually a lot of this stuff it looks so fabulous yet it's actually quite easy to achieve sometimes you might need a fair bit of time but I'm always sharing the way to make a flower out of this or the way to make this incredible pattern out of that um so that people can have a go at it at home you have never um, hung out in my kitchen while I'm trying to make something. Can I just say, <laughs> there, there, are, there is no way. But I, you know, th- what I respect and love is this talent that you've got. You know, that's that's the part that's amazing. And but it's interesting because even though this is this talent that you've got, I know for a long time I was pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. Like you should be teaching this. This is what you should teach, and this is what you should do. But also, what I love is. The, the life coaching element of the course, but also that personal development element of the course helped you to go, that's not actually what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And finding your passion to do what you're really passionate about. Um, but this has been a way to fi- help you find your passion. So talk about that. Um, well, what I, what I realized while I was doing it is that, you know, I'm definitely one of these people who's kind of, I don't know what you call it, like a multi, a multi-creative or something like that. So yeah, Marie Forleo calls it multi-passionate. Multi-passionate. So, so 
with the baking, I, I found with my Instagram account, I found what I want to do with it. I, I, I absolutely adore to create these, you know, really intricate creations that inspire. I don't want to make, you know, 50 cakes every week and sell them. That's not what I want to do. Um, um, I, I also, I'm really, uh, I will be kind of releasing videos and doing lives together on my baking camps. I really enjoy that. But taking people through like a very intensive um training with baking wasn't something I wanted to do what I discovered was my other passion which was um Instagram and not just Instagram but using Instagram as a medium to help women with their businesses um and so on our on my Instagram course we also look at um branding and money mindset which yours sort of been an amazing an amazing help with um and uh, all, all the other elements of your business relationships with your clients etc um, but using Instagram as this incredible medium to do that and and I, I really love that. And I found also through the Tech Pixie course from, you know, it must be quite hilarious looking at like my first shy lives of like, hi, I'm just going to do my first live and tell you this to, to finding how much I love presenting. I you're love an it. excellent presenter and you're a powerhouse. And what I love as well is, you, like you said, you're finding your voice, you're finding your yeah. way. And, you know, I have to say, like, we do this exercise in the free training where we say, come on and do a live for one minute and tell us what your key takeaway from the free training was. And it's one of my favorite parts of the free training. And I have to give a shout out to Sophie Bradley because it was Sophie Bradley's idea. Because one of the things we said is that the, the trend in social media in 2020 is video. And you have to get comfortable going live. You have to get comfortable talking to the camera. And who knew who knew that we were not going to be able to see each other in real life, in real life? Like who knew that COVID was coming and that all of a sudden the only way you could meet new people was through the lens of a camera. So it was so incredible. We started doing it in the free training and it just took off. And it's so amazing how scary doing a live video is for someone. It is, yeah. it is actually paralyzingly scary for a lot of women. And what we do is in the private Facebook, you know, free training pop-up group, which we have a free training that starts on the 12th of October. So if people aren't signed up and they want to join us, it's uh, techpixies.com forward slash waitlist, and they'll find out about that when it opens up. But in the free training, we have a private group, so only people in that group get to see the videos, and we keep it very protected. You have to have signed up. We verify you, all that stuff. But we ask you to do one video, and it is so challenging for people. But what we find is once they've done one, and then they do another and then they do another. We only ask them to do one usually, but some people get excited and they do more. But once you've done that one and you realize I didn't die, I'm still alive. You know, my favorite Jennifer Allwood quote, confidence comes from doing something you've never done before and then realizing you didn't die, right? And yeah. then going, okay, I can do that again. So that it's so important for women to find their voice. Uh, and it's so important for them to learn how to do lives because they, they are very scary in the beginning. I remember how scary the first one I ever did was. I love them now. You know, you get used to them, you enjoy them. And, you know, it's like, I love, I'm so, I was so excited to chat to you tonight and you bring that energy. I mean, there's tricks to the lives, right? You got to have a good light so that you don't get, you know, washed out. You got to bring energy. You can't just show up and talk like this because no one wants to watch yeah. that. You know, you got to, you got to bring yourself. But, you know, I learned that from Amy Porterfield and, and yeah. she, she taught me how to do lives. I, I had never done lives. I didn't even know what lives were. And so, you know, she she showed me how to do them and I learned. Yeah. And just picking up from what you were saying, one thing I think that really worked for me and I think I see it working for other people about doing a live for the first time. What what shifts it is realizing that actually it's a conversation. So in the beginning, it feels like you're on show and that's so uncomfortable for many people. It's not where they want to be in their lives. It's not what they want to be doing. But the same I found with doing the lives and also with Instagram, when people start talking back to you, when you do a live and suddenly there's comments coming up of people, you know, who are laughing at what you're saying or being supportive. Or when I'm um, asking a question on my Instagram feed and suddenly people are replying and we're having a chat and we move off to chat about the ice cream parlor that they want to open up in their next life or the fact that they didn't you know, manage to get their kids out on school this morning on time you know you you suddenly realize you're in an authentic conversation and that's what makes it become such a pleasure that you now know when you go live you're beginning a, a really great conversation with some people that you enjoy or will enjoy talking to so yeah yeah absolutely the comments are so so much fun and it's, it's all about you know finding your confidence with technology and then leveraging that technology to do the things that you want to do in life. Like, and yeah. to, you know, and for me, the mission, and we're going to get into this in the next month's podcast, where we talk about earning what you're worth. 
For me, it's about actually taking those skills and then starting to bring home some money and starting to, you know, have the financial independence that so many women do not have. Like that is really important to me. I mean, I can't stress this enough. Like it's great to have all these skills, but I myself spent 12 years building a business that didn't make enough money to pay me a paycheck, you know, and that's 12 years I could have been working for someone else and saving up, you know, or have it contributing to my family financially. And I've got to this point where it's like, okay, enough's enough, you know, enough's enough. We have to take our skills. We have to earn money. We have to contribute to our families. We live in a world that requires two incomes, but just by the nature of the way things have gone economically. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you, if you are in a situation where you have to contribute, you know, you might as well learn a great skill and contribute more than, you know, more than your fair share. Cause that, you know, I think that's been the tricky thing. I was just at a conference. Um, the really helpful club just had a conference and the, someone was speaking about the impact that coronavirus has had on women. And they said, you know, oh, it took us back to the 1950s because, you know, suddenly you've got to be available at home and you, you know, you can't, you've got to homeschool and you've got to yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I think that's true to an extent. I also think, guess what companies never would have ever, ever let flexible working happen? Guess what? We have to work flexibly. We have to work at home. We have to adapt the system. So I, 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 while I don't disagree with the argument that in some ways it set women back, I also think it's probably propelled women forwards. Yeah. And only time is going to tell. But many, many companies have said that now you can work from home because they don't have a choice it's been forced on them, but we've been fighting that battle for years. I mean, look at mother Paca. She has been fighting the flexible working battle for so long. So it's, a, it's, you know, sad that it takes a virus to, to make that happen. But on the other hand, you know, that's changed our world, you know, that you can have a successful business online and you can also uh, connect with people online and you can work online, you know, pretty much in any industry, not all, but in most there's, there is a way to work online. Every woman has her pluses and minuses from this from this lockdown. But one of the things that I think is an amazing plus is that uh, a lot of women have learned how to work online. And actually, although that's a, a huge learning curve and there's a huge amount, you know, that on my on my course, we have to put a huge amount in place in the beginning. What we're moving towards is first an income and second online systems that let us just stay kind of I guess in our zone of genius a lot more you know so we spend eventually we spend a lot more of our time just doing the bit that we love whether it's the creative part or the coaching part or whichever aspect it is partly because we've got an income now that that is uh, you know that enables us to do that um, and partly because we've leveraged online the online world so that we now can spend time doing the bit we you know more of the time doing the bit we enjoy. Well, that's just it. And I think, you know, I, from an online business perspective, I think it's an exciting place to be. You know, if you're launching online coaching, online courses, that is a good area to be in because number one, by going online, if you haven't gone online yet, you are opening up your audience to the whole country, if not the whole world. You know, it depends on what your aim is. And you look at Tech Pixies, and we only really have women in the UK, but we have thought about expanding into Europe, and we've thought about expanding into the rest of the world. And there's nuances, and there's reasons why we haven't done that yet. But I think what, what is amazing is I can speak to you, and we are not in the same neighborhood. We're not, you know, we, we, it would take us a long time to get to each other and get back to our own homes. And yet we can instantly connect online and do an interview. So, you know, the, and we have women from all over. We've got a woman, um, uh, who, Mary, who's up in Scotland, in Oban, Scotland, you know, quite, quite remote. Uh, and, and she loves the community for the very fact that she can tap into a whole group of women that's like-minded and she doesn't have to actually leave Scotland. Which yeah. and I've gone up to see her, and she lives in the most beautiful part of the world. I would not want to leave that part of the world either, but I would love to be able to tap into a community that wants to help you really go deep on your dreams and your hopes and your desires, and not and hold you accountable to them. I think that's important. You know, Michelle, when you say I want to launch an online course then I'm going to hold you accountable to that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable to that. And when I say to you, you got to show up live every week, and I say, have you done it yet? You know, that's the accountability that comes with being in a group of people that care about the results that you're going to get.
Yeah, and I would say, you know, definitely if, if you know anyone who's listening and they're wondering about, you know, either whether to step into tech pixies or the online world or to or to Instagram world, I used to laugh at the idea of an online community. I did I just thought it was that that was not necessarily a little bit nerdy, but just a little bit unreal. Like this cannot hold you in the way that a real community can hold you. And I, I you know, community is a huge element of my real life as well as on- online life is how I would how, how I would have put it in the past. But the reality is, you know, once you dive into either Tech Pixies or Instagram, you find real community. You find people who, like you say, hold you accountable, help you move forward in your life, support you. I, I am absolutely as close to many on people who I've never met in person now. Um, you know, we, we Zoom a lot. I, I keep them posted through my day. We, we share our ups and downs. I, you know, my life is moving forwards because of them and, and because of the connection that I have with a whole network of them. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say dive in. <laughs> now, I, I know that we, that we've talked a lot about community, which is so important. And it's a very Instagram thing, as well as a very tech pixies thing, right? Community is community. What we know from our statistics is that actually women do better in our online program than they did in our face-to-face program. Now, if you would have told me that five years ago, I never would have believed you. Like yeah. really, I thought we had to be face-to-face to make this work. So, and, and we only had 12 people at a time. So to think that we can now serve, you know, hundreds of women at the same yeah. time and still get the results, that to me is like the icing on the cake. I know some people here want to know about Instagram uh, and we've got a few minutes left. So I love it if you can, can we just tap into your brain and can you sure. give us a couple of your top tips for Instagram? So we know that you went from, you, we know you transformed your feed and you made it into this beautiful feed, right? That's one element that has worked for yeah. you. But it's not the only element. So tell no. me, apart from having a beautiful feed, um, <laughs> and I know we're going to get this question, so I'm going to ask it now. Uh, if you don't have the ability to have a beautiful feed, you know, what do you do? So that's one thing I want you to address. Uh, but also what I really want you to address is maybe two or three things that you did in addition to working on the actual visual side that really worked for you for Instagram. Okay, lovely. Oh, I love talking about this. Um, so uh, it's really easy when you see my account to just be like, oh, it's only working because, because it, you know, because I'm working in a medium that looks good. Um, but as I said, I'm now, I'm now coaching many people who are doing really, really well at, at, in mediums that don't necessarily have, you know, an obvious visual component. So coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this and Instagram works incredibly. It's a really good uh, money earner for people in those fields. So don't don't feel disheartened at all. Um, what I'd say to you to begin with is you want to make sure you want to acknowledge that it's a visual medium. You want to start to plan ahead in sets of nine and you want to begin your planning with the image, uh, even if you have a really uh, clear idea of what you're going to put in it. And it's really helpful when you're when you're planning your sets of nine, if you work with two or three kinds of image, because if every image is the same, say you're suddenly presented with uh, nine faces or nine bits of text, um, it's really hard for someone to choose what to find out more about because everything looks the same. Um, so it's really helpful to think of, of having so a couple of different kinds of windows. So you might want two or you might want three kinds of image. So maybe if you were somebody who uh, was a nutritionist, you'd want images of yourself, images of your food and text. And those would be your three kinds of window and you'd make sure those made an appearance in every set of nine. Maybe you're a beekeeper, um, and so you might want images of bees, images of yourself, and maybe images of um, families, because maybe you work primarily teaching families to beekeep. Um, or, if, or, or if you're um, somebody who works maybe as a, a social media manager, um, let's say a social media manager for life coaches, then you might want, again, some images of yourself, some um, some messages, so some kind of written images, and then you might want um, abstract motivational photos that could be your third group or it could be um images of clients coaching um do, doing their bit well so have a think of how you can break visually down into three and the other thing i'd i'd say is um be sure that what you're uh, putting on your feed isn't what you think should be there it's amen what, to that this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> the key one this is so big listen yeah. 
multitasking come back yeah yeah yeah. so key say it again michelle yeah so so what's on your feed isn't what you think should be there it's really what your client is excited in what your ideal follower would be excited by and so that means you might have some some surprising things on your feed so maybe maybe you're presenting uh music lessons maybe you're presenting music lessons uh for kids so you definitely have you on there you would definitely have um uh music on there and you definitely have kids on there but your your client is the parent of children and so some of the things they're interested in um they are interested just in families in general they're interested in their kids doing well they're interested in extracurricular activities all of those things will really keep them coming back to your feed even though they're not directly related to teaching music so the really greatest first step you can do is have a think about who's your ideal client or ideal follower if you can at all talk to them <laughs> and start to find out what do they love what are they inspired by what do they hate that's also really good you know you want to put information about what they hate what they're struggling with on there as well and then come up with two to five themes with some gold in every nine around those two to five themes so um, within that within those nine you're gonna have either some entertainment around each of those themes or you're gonna have some information some valuable information and that will keep people coming back for, uh, for more and it will also uh, help you if you've got your little list these are my themes so then you've got your list of these five things it helps you come up with content so it makes your life a lot easier so so those are yeah those are the some I think your point about actually talking to your prospective customer your your ideal customer having that conversation you know and finding out what they want to know about is so important you know it's so important and as a little teaser you know on our course we really dig into it and we come up with techniques that that because you've really honed down who your um client is we can now find them really easily so we we uh, this week we're finding 50 new clients that are our absolute ideal client and we know where to find them how to communicate with them um we know how to see what they are seeing when they look at the world when they look at social media when they look at the instagram account um and we we learn how to kind of talk to them in their in in the words that they are using so they're just like oh my gosh this how you're talking to me it's like your mind reading you're exactly who i so you know all of all of this um fabulousness comes from you know getting on top of how is your how is your client or how is your follower looking at the world and what are they needing from you yeah well it's really interesting you say that because one of the, when I did my ICA calls so my ideal customer avatar calls I love um so it's really interesting you know you learn something from someone and then you realize that they learned that from somebody else and then this whole stream of people so I learned about the ideal customer avatar from Amy Porterfield she learned about it from Marie Forleo so you know it's like just passing down this wonderful knowledge but, and we've talked about ideal customer avatars, and we've also talked about ideal employer avatars for women who are looking to go back to work, that they need to start channeling their ideal employer, just like women who are trying to find their ideal customer, they need to start channeling their ideal customer. But I remember when I did my ICA calls and I was on the phone and I was talking to different people, that's where you get the nuggets of language that's so yeah. important. And that's where I got the term tech dinosaur. Because I would repeatedly get on the phone and I'd say to people, you know, how do you feel about your tech skills? And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a tech dinosaur, right? That would be like the sentence that they said over and over and over again. And a couple of years ago, and we have that on a, a, some of our marketing material, but a couple of years ago, I, I actually reached out. I don't know if you remember it, but there was this thing called Dinovember. No. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, this, this crazy couple out in the US, not crazy, they're very nice, but this couple out in the US, they took their dinosaurs and then they created different scenes with the dinosaurs. So every day their kids woke up, like the dinosaurs were trashing their cereal boxes and like had got into their different. And so I contacted them and I said, look, I'm thinking about doing like a, a series of ads that have to do with dinosaurs and tech and I, and like women, you know, and Anyway, we discussed it. And at the end of the day, we decided that although people feel like tech dinosaurs, they don't actually want to admit that they are a tech dinosaur in a public forum. So we, we scratched the idea of using it, but we do use it in our language. And I talk about it a lot because it resonates. Yeah. And that's the point is the language that you say, it, it has to resonate. And actually my idea was to have a tech dinosaur, like a tech dinosaur, and then you'd swipe and you'd see the person who they become right nice. when you make the dinosaur extinct you know maybe one day we'll be daring enough to do it but i think it's it's listening to the language of your customers is so so critical so i love that you just said that um one question that just came up which i think is a great question uh is what if you're not sure what you want to do on instagram oh <laughs> 
Yeah, that is a really, really great question. I mean, one of the things you can do is come and talk to me. I'm really happy and I'm really good at helping people kind of, you know, hone down. I've done it with a few people on my course. So so in, in the first week, some people are really clear what they what they want, where they're going. And other people are like, I think I'm interested in this. Oh no, but now I'm interested in this. Oh no, but now I'm interested in this. Um, it's just it's just really common. Um, start to play. You never have to um, invent this in isolation. You never have to come up with who you want to be on Instagram or what you want to be saying on Instagram in isolation. Just begin and see what the interaction is like. This is a conversation and through the conversation, you can discover just as much about what you want to be saying as what people want to be um, want to be hearing from you. Um, so I just begin, um, maybe choose two or three areas in which you want to play. And, you know, things move down the feed and can be deleted from the feed and and um, people love to grow with you. So your followers don't mind if at the beginning you're, work, you're, you know, you're working it out together. They just quite like to be involved in what you're doing as well. Um, it really depends a little bit, you know, my answer depends a little bit on like, you know, how, how wide are you thinking? Is it that you're, you wanna be a social media manager, but you're not sure if you wanna be a social media manager for this group or this group? Um, or is it that you don't know if you wanna be a social media manager or an astronaut or, uh, you know, these are kind of like quite different, quest quite different questions. But I'd say, um, Go for one of two things, either pick uh, two things that combine well together. So social media manager for uh, life coaches and then have a play for three weeks at really curating yourself as that and see how you feel about it. Let it, let it unfold in its own journey. It might take you in a really different place or um, choose if you're more the person who has totally different things, choose three really, really different things and have them in each of your nine posts feature. And again, let that take you where it takes you because you'll find that you enjoy certain aspects of it more or people engage with certain parts of it more or, or actually you find it all melds into this cohesive whole really well or one part of those three doesn't but the other two really do so just give yourself you know don't I think with Instagram um, it, it's great not to begin with your whole plan ready to roll it's best to begin at, with an experiment but have a clear idea of what you're going to experiment with and then just do it for a couple of weeks and see where you go. Well, that's such great advice. And I did a really good interview with Bill Burnett um, from Stanford, and he talked about having a designer mindset where you just try something and you see how that goes. And then you try. I think what people sometimes do is they try, 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 and then they never kind of stick with something long enough to say, A, how do I feel about this? And B, you know, did it work? Right. So, uh, and sometimes people stick with things way too long that, that, that isn't right for them too. So, you know, it is about exploring and trying different things. And, um, and at the end of the day, you have to enjoy what you're doing, right? You have to enjoy what you're doing and experimenting, you know, is so important. And, but I remember like I came on to the, the call, I came, I did like a little money mindset, uh, bonus call for the people on my health course. And we were talking about, you know, kind of your strap line and, and what we were saying, you know, is I help X to do Y, you know, so that they can do Z. Yeah. So, you know, at Tech Pixies, it's very, and this is called your USP. So if you do a business course, they're going to say, what's your elevator pitch? What can you say in one sentence that you're, you do? Yeah. And I love, I love teaching this because it was such a revelation to me when it was taught to me. So I did, um, when I was in set, trying to figure out how to run a business, I'd never done a business course. I, I shied away from business forever. And in Oxford, they had a, a, the, the Oxford business support had put together a startup success course, like go start a business. So I did it. It was once a week for 12 weeks. I went to this course and then I did a business lab and then I did another business course, um, an accelerator. So I did a whole bunch of different things, even locally here in Oxford, where it was where before I knew about online learning. Like I didn't even know you could learn online what you can learn online. I was doing it all in Oxford. But I remember when we learned about the USP and, you know, you're helping X to do Y so that they can do BZ, basically. And so at TechPixies, it's really simple. You know, I, I help women leverage social media in order to return to work, change careers, or start a business. In order to is so important. That's what someone wants, right? Mm -hmm. So when we were talking to the money mindset in the money mindset group, because I said, you know, really, until you know what your USP is, it's very hard to sell that, whatever that is. So um, we were talking about what do you do? And so many people um, say, oh, I work with small business. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? What does small business mean? Like pretty much the definition of small business is a business that's under a million turnover, right? Like that's, and even oh, very narrow, <laughs> even million pound businesses are considered small to some extent. So you kind of think, okay, so that doesn't really narrow it down. That tells me like every business in the country, because not a lot of businesses yeah. make over a million. So 
what um so then the next question is like okay what kind of businesses do you work with you know and and so i think people need to really narrow down especially if they're b2b is like who is the b that you're working with like who is the other business that you're working with business to business um and even if you're business to consumer who is that consumer so uh so my question michelle can you do it do you have your xyz i do i have my xyz i i can now do it great are you ready yeah, ready. So uh, I help women leverage their Instagram so they can become influencers or gain new clients and increase their income. Yes. And oh. It works. <laughs> it works because you know what? Someone who wants to work with you, they, they want those things, right? Yeah. And that's really that's important. Good. What does your customer want? Make sure you build that into your elevator pitch. And yeah. you, you want to know it. You want to nail it. This is the kind of thing. And it's really funny because a lot of times, and this happened in the money mindset, and that, obviously I'm not going to go into the details, but what, do, what does also happen is someone goes, I do blah, 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 blah. And there's yeah. like this, it's like this long, like 15 sentence thing. And you still don't know what they do at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. So practicing that in front of the mirror, telling it to people, you know, also the more you say it, the, the, the better it solidifies itself, the better yeah. you go. Yep. That makes sense. I like that. That works. And, you yeah. know, and so I think it's really important, but it takes a while to get there. So and one, one thing I love about it is actually a very versatile sentence. So if if like I'm um, at a party, which I will be one day when lockdown is, is not on and I just want to pique people's interest, I won't say the whole thing. I'll literally only say the last thing. I'll say I help people become influencers, gain new clients and increase their income. So people go, whoa, how? <laughs> and yes. Uh, and so then that, that's one way to use it. And then another way to use it is, you know, if I'm actually with my ideal client, then I'll say the whole sentence. You know, I help women leverage their Instagram so they can become influencers or gain new clients and increase their income. And then I'll say a bit about why I'm really, really unique at doing that. Like what's my, you know, um, little flavor that's totally different to anyone else. And, and then I might end with a question so that then they're actually, you know, so there's different ways to kind of use this fantastic sentence. It's, it's a real, it's a real powerhouse. So yeah. And uh, you'll be pleased to know everyone on the course is really rocking that their sentence now. <laughs> well, that is it's such an important thing to do. And, and it was interesting because I learned it originally at the, in my startup success course, and then it was repeated in my fab accelerator. And then, um, and then Jill, Jill and Josh Stanton who run um, the course creators bootcamp and they're great. And I love them. They reinforce that, you know, and it's just, it's such a great sentence. And if you can, if you can really nail that sentence, it then really helps you to move forwards. And the part in that that's important, a lot of people can nail the Z um, or the Z, as we say in the UK, and, and sometimes they can nail the Y, you know, the Y is what you're actually giving someone, you know, but where people struggle is that X. And I think that's the important thing is to really kind of say, who am I working with? And it's yeah. not small business. It's who am I working with within small business? And I yeah. remember doing a hot seat and it was like so obvious. Someone got to the end and they're like, I love, you know, catering and I love the food industry. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, well then go work in the food industry. Just bring your social media skills to it. Because yeah. what happens is if you know and love an industry and then you bring that industry into, you know, to life with social media, you're going to love your job. You're going to yeah. love what you're doing. I mean, the, the, the power of that is twofold. So first of all, if you um, if you say to someone that, you know, um, say, for example, me, uh, I help people leverage their Instagram and that's something they want to do, then they're a little bit interested. But if you say I help caterers leverage their Instagram and they happen to be a caterer, then they're like, you are who I've been looking for. So that's why it's so powerful to narrow it down, because you now match them on two points, not just on one. So, so you are who they're looking for. But one, one thing, you know, it is hard for people to narrow that down. And we've been playing with a couple of things. Everyone in, in my group has now narrowed it down. But one of the ways we found, um, well, we found two ways that were really, really helpful to do that. So if you're listening and you're trying to work out like, who is your ex? I need to get more niche. Um, one is to look at, uh, for us, we were looking at other Instagram accounts that do similar to, to what you want to do and have a think about your clients are not there, you know, their clients are not quite right for you. What's the difference then between your clients and their clients? So for example, um, you know, so if you if you work, work with people in travel and you look at to what, what was Thomas Cook's site and you know the people who are following Thomas Cook are not your client, but why? Why are they not your client? Who is it that you're working with? What's the little group of travelers that you're working with that's, that's different? What's the kind of traveling that they like that's different or their economic status? You'll start to work out, you know, the caricatures, what's different about them. So that's one really helpful way to narrow down. And then another one is a technique we've called the do they shop at M&S technique which is basically where you just think about your 
your ideal client and like where did they where would they shop if they could choose would they be shop at tesco would they shop at mns what would they what magazine would they read would they read you know condé nast or would they read the guardian or would they read that you know and so these are ways to help you work out who's your ex because otherwise it just feels like you know it's partly because we all want to just serve everybody Which and we can't feel, do. yeah and we feel if we cast our net really wide we'll gather more fish and that's not how it works i haven't found a good analogy but it literally works that like you know, the more niche you are, the more people see you as helping, as being really helpful. And also the more they see you as an individual personality and that helps them connect with you. So just for the people who, are, who asked earlier, like, uh, what should I do on Instagram if I don't know what to do yet? Um, and I gave you a suggestion. One thing you need to be sure when you're doing that is that you know how to get people to engage with you uh, so that when you're experimenting, you can see what's working and be having a conversation. Um, and so one of the things I really recommend is have a call to action right at the top, uh, surround it with emojis. It's a very clear instruction of what you want people to do uh, below your image. Um, and the reason for doing that, even though it feels very uncomfortable, is that will get people start to talk back to you and that will help you get to the place where you can have an authentic conversation with them. It won't feel like an authentic way to begin a conversation, but it will get you there. So doing those sorts of things and, and doing that and uh, um, asking questions on other people's feeds will get the conversation happening so that you start to see how your different posts are doing and, and, and it will help you move in a direction. Well, and there's no doubt that if you go and look at Michelle's uh, feed, you'll see she's literally dealing with hundreds of comments. It's one of the things that she's a specialist at. So <laughs> if you want to get in on the comment game, I would go and look at how she encourages people to engage. Uh, one thing that I've been encouraging her to do, and hopefully uh, she's going to do soon, is create some kind of a d document, a cheat sheet, whatever, to help people uh, to improve their Instagram so that they can DM her for that document and she can actually have some conversations with DM and get some emails. So that's also important too, that you can create content that you can convert your followers into emails um, yeah. because list building as we know is very important for online business. And that's how you get your pipeline of future clients is by connecting with them, not only on social media, but on email. And I, I would say that the conversation happens on social media um, but the, the deeper relationship and the sales and all that stuff in terms of, you know, really a, cus a, a fan becoming a customer happens on email. So I think it's important to do both. And that's something yeah. that you're definitely starting to explore and go down that route. Yeah. So I bet you we're going to have to have, you're going to nail that. And then we're going to have to bring you back for another <laughs> interview. Oh, yes. Happy to do it. About Ooh. nailing lead magnets, because yeah. that's not an easy oh, But I, I do have to say before I go that if you if you would love to work with me, I do actually have a course that's starting very, very soon. So I do have to mention that. Um, and it's at a huge discount, but I've promised Joy that next time I run it, there will be no discount. This is part of my self-empowering. So if you want to get in while it's still discounted, it's about 40% discounted at the moment. Um, so just go to at the crumb crush, which we spoke about earlier, the crumb as in crumbs of a cake and crush as in crushing it in the kitchen and just send me DM there and then I'll get in touch with you and give you some information. You can, you can work out if it's the right thing for you right now. Yeah, and one thing that's really important to know is if you have done the Tech Fixies program, then you've got the foundation you need to work with Mikhail because she's got the more advanced level. If you have never been on Instagram before and you don't know how to use it and you don't know what the bio is or how to edit it or whatever, then come hang out at Tech Fixies for a while and we'll send you over to Mikhail at the end. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but I, I think- but You're covered either way. We're covered either way, exactly. We're a good tag team on this. So I, I you know, and this is also what I love. I want to close on this because I think this is really important there is oh, this I got to take a deep breath when I talk about this because I've I've experienced both sides of this recently so when you have a student that then does something really amazing in the field that you're in and you think like I mean TechPix has been around for five years like we don't even I mean Mikkel has more followers than we do now right you know, and, and she's done that since April right and so Guys, there's, there's, or ladies, there's two ways we can handle this, right? I'm going to talk about this on a personal level, but I'm also going to talk about it on a teacher to student level. So on a personal level, you can do something called compare and despair. You can look at someone else's success and you can go, oh my gosh, like in five months, you know, she grew this huge account and, you know, who am I to be teaching something when I can't like do that and blah, blah, blah. You could, you, on a personal level, I could get really kind of, um, 
down on myself or I could like really compare, like I could compare myself. And, and I've never looked at that this way. I have been so excited about this journey for you because you've got something really special. And the whole point of Tech Pixies is to help people find that something special. And when that happens, it's magic. So my reaction personally to her success is you go, you know, you, and I don't say go girl because I don't believe in girl stuff, but you know, you go woman, you go lady, you go Michelle, you go make this happen because it's so exciting. Now, from a teacher to student perspective where someone then can finish your course and then go out and create a course in social media, that's a really like interesting place to be too because you could say, well, someone's creating a social media course. That's what I do, right? Now, here's the side, here's what matters. You can choose to have an abundance mindset, or you can choose to have a scarcity mindset, right? And just like Michael said earlier, the person that's gonna go shop at MS is not the person that's gonna go shop at Aldi, right? It's not the person, like the person that shops at Tesco is not gonna go shop at Sainsbury's. So an abundance mindset, and this is so critical, you guys, an, an abundance mindset says there's room for everyone. There's room for everyone. There's room for partnership. There's room for collaboration. There's room for opportunity for people to grow together and to create a community that thrives. And this is what I love. This is what I care about. This is what matters. So I, I see it happen, not in our community, but I see it happen where people compare and despair. I see scarcity mindset. I see people getting shut down and shut out because they go off and create something that feels like a competitive something. You know, I've seen it happen. And I just want to say, you know, the tech pixie mentality is, you know, if you want to go start a course teaching someone how to do social media and you've got a special, amazing angle, you go, you go do that because it's your amazing life that matters and what you're going to do with that and the people you're going to impact, you should not be held back because someone else is in the same space. And this applies to absolutely everyone. Abundance mindset, ladies. If you have never heard the term abundance mindset, you know it now, okay? An abundance mindset is there is room for everyone. And I just wanna say, Michelle, it has been such a pleasure and an honor to have a student who just embraced everything and then got curious and then dug deeper and then went further. And, you know, I am so excited about your success and I want to wish you the absolute best um, in the world and any way we can support you and encourage you. You know, of course, you know where I am and I know where you are and, you know, it's <laughs> important. So, yeah, I know this is absolutely one of the things to celebrate about Tech Pixies is, you know, I can't I cannot be here without Tech Pixies, not just because of what I learned with Tech Pixies, but because of the support to, to be my biggest self that, that I've never had that before. And that is enabling me to fly. Like it's amazing. Yeah. And fly you. you have my friend. <laughs> All right. So listen, we're going to stop on that note. We've had so much fun tonight. It's been such a pleasure. And I have to say, it's been a great interview to finish our transformation series on. It wasn't meant to go this long, but we've had too much fun. Um, <laughs> You know, we've we've talked about transformational stories. We've talked about different women who've transformed over the years, and your story is just phenomenal. And I am so excited to see what comes next. So thank you very much for being the, a guest tonight, and uh, I am looking forward to coming back, having you come back, and give us some more tips in the future. <laughs>